I'm surrounded by tall trees in this park, and all around me, nuts are falling to the ground. Uh, beach nuts, to be precise. And I think the reason that they're falling from the trees right now is not the wind, there's not that much wind, but it's the birds up there in the branches of these trees around me. There were a number of pigeons there. I think pigeons were larger birds, and I think they're trying to, to get the, the, the nuts from their pockets, and then uh, they drop the shells after they've eaten them. It's just one of those telltale signs that nature is changing and fall is coming. The trees are still green, most of them. There are a few smaller uh, ones that are starting to turn yellow. And it's a, it's a nice, cool day. It's not too warm. The sky is overcast. Here's a little farm, or used to be a farm. And I think there's a party going on there. This is a, a nice, small park, which I love to walk in. And sometimes I, I plan my run so that I can go through this park as well. It's um, in between the city on, on my left and then over there in the distance. There are sports fields. I think they're playing soccer right now. Um, most, of, most of that is shielded by, by trees. And then here is a beautiful wide villa and uh, probably built in the uh, last century, so somewhere half beginning or halfway through the last century. And there is a beautiful pond here with ducks sitting on the sides. And some people sitting on benches. You can hear the ducks, actually. And uh, I'm heading to um, the, uh, an area on the other side of the highway. Still uh, about, I guess, 10, 15 minutes uh, from here. And that's where you have a, a larger forest where I can walk and, uh, and talk. <laughs> because that's what I do here. You're listening to The Walk. I'm Father Roderick. And... Uh, this episode, like all the others that I produce, is brought to you by my patrons, my supporters that uh, help me and support me with a small donation every month. And if you uh, want to join them, check out patreon.com. That's uh, patreon, p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash Father Roderick. And uh, thanks to their support. I can do these shows, and I don't have to advertise on them. Um, today I've got a number of things to share with you, and they all have to do with change. Uh, and that's a topic that I've addressed before as well. But today I need to talk not just about regular change, but I want to talk about big changes and what that does to, to you and to me. Now, of course, I can't speak for you, because I don't know your personal life story, or at least not of all of you. But I, I do know that change affects us all in similar ways. Um, let me first specify what kind of change I'm talking about. Uh, the first big change that's ahead of me is the uh, fact that I'm moving. I'm leaving the rectory near the church where I've lived for about 15 years. And I'm moving to a smaller village that is now part of the city. It's been gobbled up by the city. And I'll be living in the rectory next to that church. And uh, the current rectory where I live uh, will be used 
for the parish. That's currently the case. And we will rent the upper floor for Tridio so that we can expand our activities and uh, shelter more people. <laughs> because when we start to increase our productivity, we also need to uh, hire more people to make that happen. Wow, what are these nice flowers here on the lift? I've never seen these flowers at, at this time of the year. That's funny, they're beautifully colored purple flowers with the yellow, um, what's the word, yellow uh, protrusions in the, in the center. Really nice. Didn't expect to see any flowers right now. I'm trying to get to the other side of this creek here so I can continue in the other direction because now I'm walking back. So the, I guess this uh, road is is uh, going in circles. <laughs> I can hear the sports fields much closer now. Oh, here's a little waterfall. I think they're pumping up the water and then uh, letting it slide down this small waterfall so the the water uh, keep the height. The water is uh, still moving, so you won't get all the. Uh, Pollution when when water is when we have still water with the sun, it uh, often develops lots of vegetation that you don't want. Sometimes even can turn toxic. So the, the moving from one place to another is is massive, um, especially because I've never lived in that village. I do come there every once in a while for uh, for my for the mass, and it's a it's a small community but very vibrant. There's a big group of people walking in the same direction as I am. So I'll just uh, see if I can pass them on the left. Although, they don't want to let me pass them. So I'll just slowly walk. Excuse me. Thank you. Yeah, they're going in the, exactly the same direction as I am. But they're so busy talking to each other that I couldn't get past them. Well, let me turn to the left here, where I can see these dogs running, chasing each other. <laughs> Don't run into me. I'm not a dog. And the, the, the thing about um, uh, moving is that not only has it got a practical side that is uh, slightly worrisome, I need to pack in all my stuff and I don't know if I've decluttered enough it may be actually much more than I think it is um, then there is still a lot, quite a bit of work that has to be done in the rectory itself um, it needs a, a fresh coat of paint in most of the rooms there is some uh, especially the uh, bathroom and the toilet uh, are really in dire need of to be renovated because they're, I think, from the 70s of the last century. So it's, uh, it's high time that we do something about that. And all that has to happen um, relatively quickly because I would like to move in, in October, at the beginning of October, because, the, because of the other changes that are happening right now and that require my full attention and, uh, and energy. And if I'm in the process of moving for a couple of months... And I won't be able to, to manage the rest of the change quickly enough. So what, what is the other big change? 
This is massive, and I've already given you some hints in previous episodes. Um, it's, it's all about the changing situation of my work in the media. I've uh, been a TV presenter for many years now, and I had my spot on the Tuesday afternoon on the public television station. And that was financed uh, by the state. The government allocates a certain amount of money for religious programming. The thing is, the country is changing, politics are changing, and so uh, there are now uh, a lot of voices that say that religious programming is something that uh, is no longer has a place in the public domain because, according to some of those politicians um, and, and the people that they then place in all these commissions that need to uh, evaluate the media and steer the, media, the public media, according to them, religion is a shrinking phenomenon in our uh, secular society. And uh, if you look at the numbers and you only look at the number of people that go to church on Sunday, then that's absolutely true. Uh, religious practice is declining very rapidly. It has been on the decline for many, many years. What I don't think is true is that religion is necessarily disappearing. Um, and, and the same is even true for Catholic religion. You may not see a lot of people in church on Sundays, but that doesn't mean that, that uh, their Catholic roots are all of a sudden completely evaporated and no longer relevant to these people, or that they are no longer um, in, interested in what's going on in, uh, in the domain of, of the Catholic religion. And that's the same, I think, for Islam, for Protestantism, and the smaller religious groups in our society. But over the years, every year, you can see that frontier moving and we're being pushed to the margins of, uh, of, our, of the public forum. Um, and whether you agree with that or not, it's, it's, a, it's a phenomenon that's very hard to stop unless you are involved in politics. And I'm not. <laughs> and I, so I, do, I cannot steer that. And one of my principles in life is what I can change, I will hopefully be able to change for the best and I'll do my best to do that but the things that I cannot influence and I cannot change or or, or steer um, it's something that you need to work with and you need to accept it and then find other ways to reach your goals and I've, that's what I've been doing since the very start of my media work I've always try to uh, look for new ways to reach people also to look for new audiences and not contend with the current situation and the people that you're currently reaching. Always build bridges uh, and, 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 and find new channels. That's why I've always been so involved in, in social media, in uh, online audio and video productions. Because it's, it's, a new, it's a different way to reach people if other roads get blocked. And that's currently happening in a very um, rapid, at a very rapid pace. Our um, public broadcasting uh, system has to economize because they uh, they don't get enough rev revenue anymore or at least compared to previous years from from traditional advertising all that is moving online and so it's moving away from television and radio and they were financing a lot of the public programming with the funds from advertisements um, and since so since that's on the decline they need to somehow cut the budget and make it fit again and because of this 
kind of secular movement in politics right now and in society, uh, one of the areas that they immediately targeted was the area of religious programming. And so that, um, I kind of always expected that to happen at one point or another, but the speed with which that all of a sudden becomes very like stringent, urgent, uh, has surprised me a little bit. So a few months ago, we heard that a lot of the religious programming was going to disappear or, or severely cut back. And that's when I started to think about, I need a plan B. I need to, fi- I need to prepare this future, whether it is next year or in two or three years from now, but it's almost unavoidable, um, where I will no longer have access to an audience through traditional media, through television or radio. So I need to start setting up the channels to continue to, to reach people, and even more, to evangelize, to reach out, to go beyond just your, your current audience. And thank God, literally, that I have so much experience with social media and with podcasting and uh, online video. Uh, and added to that, the experience that working for uh, national radio and television has given me, uh, that I know what can be done and what it will cost and how you go about organizing that and setting that up. So I've been working for months with within Tridio, with our team, on developing that plan B. It, it originally was just called plan B. And it was a one was one sheet of paper, just a few paragraphs, describing what I think needs to be done. And it's very simple. It's when your Catholic channel, your channels to reach out with your Catholic message in our Dutch society or Dutch-speaking society, when that falls away, you need to open another channel and you need to make programs that can be distributed uh, through through that channel... And if, if financing falls away, because that's also happening, uh, when you no longer have the money from the government to make religious programming, you also need to find other financial um, streams of income to, to be able to m- continue to make these programs and to innovate and, and continue to explore other programs that could reach other uh, target audiences. And so... Um, it's, but it's quite an endeavor. There is no easy transition from the current situation to the future situation. And just very, very recently, I've had confirmation. I can't really go into details yet, but that what I th- what I predicted would happen is going to happen, and it's going to happen in 2019, very, very quickly. It will mean a a very substantial decrease of my ability to reach out to uh, uh, to uh, uh, my audience through traditional uh, uh, media and it will also include a, a, a huge uh, cutback in the in the funds that we have um, for for those programs and for that message and so it's it came to me as a bit of a shock it's I I I kind of knew that it was going to happen, but in the back of my mind, I was always like, well, perhaps it's not going to happen next year. Perhaps we can, we can last another year. We'll have some more time. Well, turns out that time is actually 
<laughs> time's, time's up. Uh, it is going to happen. And that means that the planning that I made before I went on vacation with, uh, with Tridio uh, was that in the next, in the, let's say in the next four months, intensify during the last quarter of the year, we would build up that plan B. We would create uh, this new channel, uh, gather new audience, create new programming, and try to find financing for that. Find organizations, or find um, uh, donors, or all that, to help us build it up and make it a success from the get-go. Because my opinion has always been when your traditional media fall away, there is a large audience that will be completely left alone. And I have a very faithful Catholic audience uh, of, of about, what is it, around 40,000 to 80,000 people that uh, follow the, the TV show every week. Um, they're very loyal. Um, many uh, people also have written me over the time or met them on, in various locations, of course, the Netherlands is a small country, so you always encounter people that watch your program um, when you're out and about. And so I know that this is an audience that uh, that that needs needs to be fed. Need, want, they want to stay in touch with what's happening in in the Catholic Church, what is happening in the world of religion. That people that are look for inspiration etc and oftentimes let's be honest can't find that in their direct surroundings because in my country seculariz secularization is so massive that in a lot of places the churches have closed down or, or when they're still open there there won't be mass every Sunday it's a reality um, for a lot of Catholics nowadays and I feel a responsibility as a pastor as a as a shepherd as a priest to do what I can with the talents that I have and the experience that I have to continue to take care of that flock in a certain way. It's, a, it's not a directly a, par uh, a parochial flock. It's different from my, my parishioners. But it's, it's been there for many years now, ever since I started to do this show on, ta on TV and, and since I've been active in, uh, in social media as well. Those people, in a certain way, are like an extended parish. And I feel a responsibility to, to cater to them and to help them. And also a responsibility from the uh, mission that Christ himself gives us. And that is to go to the ends of the world and to spread the, the, the good news. That is not an optional uh, request. It is, it, it is a mission. It is a, a duty for me to do that. And so... With that in the back of my mind, we made a planning for the worst-case scenario. I'm not a pessimist. You know me. I'm usually very optimistic, always looking for opportunities. But um, from a planning point of view, I knew that this may happen. This could happen. Uh, things could come to a grinding halt in 2019. And I wanted to be ready with Plan B when that happened. Well... Now that I have confirmation that it's actually going to be imperative that this Plan B is operational on the 1st of January, things are changing so quickly. And 
will have to work really hard in the next couple of months and not just work it's also I ha I'll have to pray a lot because it's it's quite an endeavor going from a one page idea of this is how we could uh, could mount this organization and get things uh, get this channel in place to let's say day-to-day -day operations in 2019 that requires a, a ton of work and also um, the guidance I, I think of the Holy Spirit because there are so many things that you can do but what matters is that we do what God guides us to do and not not try to do everything that's I don't think that's realistic but it's also not necessary so the, the big change for me um, was to hear that confirmation and um, as I said it kind of came as a shock because it feels like something is dying that I care for that I love doing um, it, I, I feel that I'm losing um, a, a not, not just an audience but a part of my life has been um, intertwined with this media work that I do for television I've already said goodbye to radio because I felt that the amount of energy that I had to put in, into it and the reach that you had with traditional radio on a smaller national channel uh, wasn't really worth it but television is a whole different ball game. It, it's been uh, such a joy to be able to tell stories in long form uh, on a weekly basis. I mean, more than 30 episodes every year, 30 beautiful stories that I could tell. And it allowed me to reach hundreds of thousands of people in society. And that now kind of falls away. Not completely, but let's say the, the majority of that uh, of, of those opportunities, of those, those possibilities to, to reach an audience and to tell these stories will, uh, will be gone in 2019. Um, and that, you know, it, it, it's... Like yesterday, I really struggled to... to uh, I don't even know how to, how to share that. Like, I, I was like what am I feeling right now? <laughs> there is this conflict between sadness and even a little bit of discouragement. Like, uh, you know, I knew that this was going to happen and now it had happened. And you see, it's all going down the drain. Kind of that feeling of despair. And at the same time, immediately this uh, red alert, you know. Now we need to uh, bring this idea of plan B into operation and and now we everybody needs to uh get ready for the change for this for this operation that is massive and that i can't do with my current means that i can't do with the current organization so the next couple of w months and i would even say weeks are fundamental because i will need every uh every minute of the day to make sure that I put in place the foundation for this plan B. And we've, we've divided it up into, you know, every month we have certain targets that we need to hit. The first uh, month, uh, which is September, um, has, among other things, we need to put in place the channel itself. We need to pick a name. We need to brand it. 
that's something you want to do at the start because it's also something that I'm going to share with potential backers of this plan. You can't just go somewhere and say, well, we have this vague idea of just doing something with media and the Catholic faith or something like that. No, the more specific it is, the more you paint the picture of your dream, the more likely it is for other people to join that dream. If they can visualize it, it becomes, it, it, gets, it gives energy and it makes people want to be part of it. And so for me, the first step had to be we need to make, take a decision on the name, on the brand, even on the look in a certain way, even though that can be temporary. And that's nowadays, as you know, is already a massive undertaking. How do you find a brand name that has not been claimed by other companies or other initiatives? How do you uh, find your, your social media channels that, I, that is, are essential to, to, to this plan? Um, how, how can you make sure that the domain names are still free, the Twitter handles are still there? And I tried um, so many different uh, names and titles, and I just didn't find a right one. one. One of the questions I ask myself is, what is the target audience of this? And how does this plan B uh, relate to the other activities that I do within Tridio? And so my first decision was, this is going to be for Dutch Catholics. That is not the same target audience as the target audience, the primary target audience of Tridio, Tridio Media. That is a international community of people that are interested, of course, in faith. Um, but it's also a huge audience that is that we try to reach that is not familiar with the Catholic message. And, and we try to bring value to the geeky world of other people. We try to join these broad streams of, of, of cultural... Um, I would say that these cultural trends and, and things that... The language... We try to speak the languages of young people in the world of today. And we focus on popular culture. Uh, because that is an easy entry and, and it's something that we share with... Uh, a, a huge uh, audience worldwide. So, and, and one of the other reasons that that is our primary target audience and our primary goal, um, by the way, now walking underneath the highway here, still heading for the, for the woods. And this is also a bike lane. So this is how people that are biking can go from one uh, place of the, from the city, basically, to the outskirts and into the forest and to the villages in the neighborhood. So the, the reason that our f primary target audience is not a Catholic audience with Tridio Media is that on an international level, that those Catholics are already taken care of. There is a lot of Catholic media. There's a lot of um, information and inspiration and organizations all over the world that are catering to people that are already Catholic and want and seek mm, nourishment for their faith. The situation in my country and also in our neighboring country of Belgium is very different. Uh, because of the uh, decrease of Catholic practice, the um, communication structures of the Catholic Church have also been demolished and, and have 
uh, all kind of disappeared. And there are still a few initiatives, of course, in our smaller organization, their parishes, they have their website, but there's nothing really on the level of quality that other popular media are offering uh, people in our society. And I always feel, felt, and I've said this millions of times, that the Catholic faith requires, demands quality, because it's the most beautiful message in the world. And so it needs to be told in a beautiful way, with quality, and not just uh, um, as a hobby or in an amateur way. So that's why we've been honing our skills over the years. And since in the Dutch-speaking part of this, this region in the world, there is no Catholic media infrastructure... Uh, and what 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 exists is doesn't have the necessary reach or quality or combination thereof. I feel called to uh, do what I can to remedy that. It starts to rain, by the way. I did not expect that. I should have checked the uh, the radar before I left because <laughs> I I'm, I'm not even wearing a coat right now. Hopefully the trees will shelter me a little bit. I'm now entering one of those uh, um, nature reserves. I'm not sure if they're nature reserves. But they're, they are uh, national parks. And this uh, allows me to walk for uh, many kilometers without encountering traffic or buildings or people. Well, people, perhaps. <laughs> so, um, the... Uh, um, what was I saying? So, I, this, uh, that, the first decision that I had to take is target audience in this case for this channel has to be the Catholic audience um, it's the people that not just the people that go to church every week and the very pious ones and connected ones but also this bigger Catholic community that still um, consists of millions of people in my country and in, in uh, the, the Flemish part of, of Belgium so that's the primary target audience That's so that also um, determines the the branding and the type of content that you want to offer. And uh, another uh, thing that I realized was this is not the total mission of Tridio Media. So it, this does not equate what, what it's not that I'm uh, handing in my initial ideas of reaching out and tapping into the geek culture, etc., and then replacing it by this you know, uh, uh, Catholic content for and by Catholics. Uh, none of that. But it means that it is going to be one of the activities of the Dutch part of our Tridio activities. And so, uh, for a while, I've been thinking of, of changing the Dutch mm, part, the Dutch website and the Dutch part of our communications of Tridio into uh, this new channel. And I decided against it. Because I feel that that would um, close the door to the more evangelizing activities and also to a younger audience that you will not reach when you're just focusing on on Catholic content and a Catholic Catholic language. So we need to be able to do more than that. And so the kind of the image that I've always had in my mind is uh, Tridio Media is like Netflix and (laughs) the... The, our, our series, our activities, or perhaps our channels are like the series and the movies and the content that you find on Netflix. It's a wide variety, but it's 
you go to Netflix to find it. So in this case, and it's, it's also totally possible that for certain very successful series, there, there is a, uh, let's say, a separate community and separate communication happening. But you don't want to do too much of that. You want to keep it centralized on Tridio. And for this channel, I felt that it was important to do something that is also separate in a certain way, at least in branding and in community. Because there is... There's no overlap between the target audience of this new channel and, um, let's say, the younger, geeky audience that we're targeting with uh, Tridio. So, the question then became, what's going to be the name? And what does that name stand for? And uh, I had a few considerations that I had to take into account. The first one is, it needs to be recognizable. Tridio is a name that we deliberately chose because it's not immediately identifiable as a religious entity. Uh, of course, we always explain there is, uh, you know, the Trinity, Tridio Trinity. There is uh, TRI, Television, Radio, Internet. So it's kind of the, the whole gamma of, uh, of media that we want to use. Uh, you've got uh, um, Deo, Deus, uh, God in there a little. So there are definitely some you know, religious connotations in that brand but we didn't want it to be um, to have this this mark of this is for Catholics so if you're not Catholic get out of here you don't want that um, for for this new channel for plan B it's the total opposite I wanted this I want this to be very recognizable as a Catholic initiative because I'm targeting the audience that will be left out in the cold when uh, the Catholic programming um, crumbles next year. And I want them to be able to I immediately identify this as an alternative. I'm now crossing the train tracks here, climbing up a small hill. These are the train tracks that are only used a few times a day. So that's why there are probably no fences around it. And now I'm going to walk through the bushes here and... Uh, try to find the connecting forest that is uh, a few kilometers away from here. I've got to make sure that I don't touch the uh, the plants because they're poisonous and cause irritation. Here we go. There's a farm here on the left, but I think that's a dead end. So I'll just continue this road. So um, the, um, I wanted the word Catholic in there because I know that this uh, the Catholic audience will look for that. Um, and I also wanted it to, to sound um, modern in a certain way. Uh, to have... If you hear the name, you remember it, and you know what it, kind of know what it stands for. And so I finally found a name. I got, well, can't talk about it right now. Um, but I think that it's clear. It's not, it's not like wowing me or anything. But it works. And I think uh, I, I designed a logo and kind of made it uh, modern enough. And I think that with uh, a bit of explanation and especially the type of program that we will present, it's a perfect match. And it works and it was all available. The only downside is that Twitter only allows you to pick 15 character handles. And the name that I came up with was 16 characters. So I had to use an abbreviation. It's not ideal, but um, I'm... I'm I'm choosing, I mean, Twitter is just one of the social 
channels and it's perhaps one of the the least effective ones and I, I really wonder what's going on with with twitter i i can see um companies like facebook and instagram it's kind of all the same uh they thrive and they innovate and twitter seems to be stuck and seems to be really struggling with uh, uh their their development and so it's it's I kind of like okay i won't go for the for the 15 character name we'll just do a 16 character name so that's that's in place that's the first step um and, and i have to say that is already a good feeling <laughs> it is a name that i can use for both a dutch audience and a, a dutch speaking audience in in belgium um and it is uh, uh it was still free nobody uses that that name so i'm glad It's also a name that I can use in in various uh, for various functions. Like the channel itself is just going to be in the first year. It's going to be one program. It's so, to make something that is the equivalent of what I do right now on television. To be able to tell the stories that I tell now, and I won't be able to tell next year. To do that under this new umbrella. So and the the program itself fits the name uh, that works with that program uh, i'm a little bit vague but <laughs> i want to kind of keep this under wraps a little bit more a little bit longer but you can also use that same name for if when we expand and we add more series and more content to it it'll also work as an umbrella name so that's cool and uh the next uh things that we're doing is and that's a very important step is we need to find uh partners that will that share this this urgency uh of of getting the catholic message out there showing our country or our countries i should say um that the catholic faith still matters that we have something to to contribute to society and to our culture and so uh i know that there are a a, a number of parties in the netherlands organizations that I hope that I can convince to join me in this common quest. And it's not just uh, my idea. It's, it's not just what I feel is my mission, but it's something that we have as a church, as a mission. We cannot let ourselves be marginalized uh, when the old media pushes to the margins, especially not in this day and age when there are so many other ways to reach out and to tell your story. So that's... Um, That, and that is daunting. And it's uh, something that I haven't done on this scale. And it needs to be done fast. Because there is momentum now. There is urgency. And there's a great need for resources. If we want to do this well, we need to have a foundation that is solid enough to build up an organization that can do this. It's not something that you can do on a Saturday afternoon on a... In, a, in the attic <laughs> it need, and it doesn't need to cost uh, as much as, as traditional media and I've learned and mastered I think a lot of ways to um, bring professional media to a mass audience without it costing the same as you know other organizations would spend but still you need a minimum I'm walking alongside a road by the way that's why you hear the cars passing by and then at the end of this uh, uh, bike lane I'll turn right 
you know, enter the next part of the forest. Fortunately, it stopped raining, although the sky is still very gray. There's a little bit of sun trying to get through the clouds over there. It's uh, recording this in the afternoon around 4.30. So it's uh, the sun is setting much quicker than a few weeks ago. Winter is coming. Um, so that is another important part of what I'm going to do this month and then starting in October, November and December uh, and this has changed a little bit at first kind of in the best scenario where um, my uh, activities for national TV and radio would continue the same way as this year I would have had another at least another six months to build up an audience to get the word out to get things in place now that I know that this needs to be there in place January the 1st, I'm going to use these next three months to um, start building up the audience, to start um, uh, getting the word out and building it up. And there are many ways in which you can do that. The, the, the problem, of course, is I, I don't have any partners yet. I don't have resources yet. <laughs> I haven't even moved yet, so we don't even have the space... To, uh, for, for people to, uh, to work on this new, uh, new channel. I have to wait for these fast cars to pass me by so I can cross the road. I'm just going to make... For, I'm going to run for it. There we go. Ran to the other side. Oh, wait a minute. They dug a hole here. Huh. Can I even get to that path over there? So they've been digging trenches here for probably an extension of the road I see some cables uh, it's probably not allowed to do this but let's go down this muddy hole and climb over the other side and then climb over this orange fence and now I'm back in this national park good excellent you know, that's kind of a, a nice metaphor of what I try to do right now. It's even though uh, the situation has changed and there's now a trench with mud and water in it in front of me, I need to climb over it and get to the other side. That's how it feels. 2019 is the other side. And uh, we need to plant more trees on the other side of the road. So, um, let me get past these plants here. And here we are entering the forest. Ah, oh, lovely. It's, you can smell the autumn. It's, uh, it's actually the smell of decay. <laughs> and on some of the, the, the dying trees here, you can see the mushrooms, etc. Fungi. Um, something that is it's beautiful too. Decay can be beautiful. <laughs> um, so the... Uh, the next three months, the question, the big question is, how do I continue to build up the organization um, and uh, get the funding in place, etc.? Hire p new people once we have the funding, and also prepare the programming for next year, because that's not something you can start doing on January first. You already need to have your program in place next year to bring in the people 
that are now watching my stuff on TV. The, uh, the, the, the question is, how, how, do you, how do you get the word out? How do you get people to already join you, to start perhaps even donating and sponsoring this new initiative? And uh, one of the things that I'm thinking about, one of the ways I'm thinking about doing this, is to start with what I can do really well, and that is by, with audio. The, the aim for 2019 is to create a television, uh, television quality program that will consist of various topics um, so that we can also use that content as uh, individual content streams for social media. It's all, all these techniques that I learned from Gary Vaynerchuk and, and, and so many other content producers. Um, but that's, that's television. That requires much more preparation. Audio can be done quickly. And it can be done um, very efficiently and can get the word out. So I'm thinking of using the same brand name for, uh, for a, an audio show that will be produced once a week. I'm thinking of Sunday because that's it's kind of a day that fits a Catholic audience, right? Um, so to do a kind of a brunch time um, show where it'll be like a podcast with various topics, um, with music, with uh, interviews, uh, news, etc. And I, what I'm thinking of is to, to uh, present that live on location in a parish. In one of, one of the uh, community centers of, uh, of our parish here in the, the region of Amersfoort. Because you would have an you would have an audience. And I think that that changes the vibe of a show if you have a live audience. Um, plus, it gets the word out and you can invite people to join you. Um, and you have a community that can uh, carry this initiative and not just one person behind a microphone. I'm not even sure that I should be the host of that show uh, because I, th- I feel it's important to give this new initiative multiple faces. It needs to be carried by a team of people. Um, so that's something that I think could work, but also it's going to be huh, interesting. I, I, I have to think about it uh, a lot more to figure out if it's possible to do that, if, it's, if that's the best way to approach it. But I'm thinking audio, and especially if you could broadcast it live, via Facebook, for instance. You know, you put a, put a, a few cameras in place and use a, a laptop and, and VidBlaster to uh, go between the channels, uh, the, the various camera angles. You could do something that just looks kind of very rudimentary, like uh, perhaps not television, but it could be a spiced-up uh, audio uh, video stream, like the ones that you see sometimes from, in, from radio studios, etc., or, or cheap YouTube channels. To do that, so to have a, a video component, but the emphasis would be on an audio show on Sunday, and that is something that I could, ev- in theory, start as soon as next month. That doesn't require much preparation because it's something that I have all the equipment for. It is not complicated, but uh, it's still uh, you still need to prepare it. Still needs uh, uh, its own identity and you need to do this you need to set it up so that you can actually continue to do this for a, an extended time it's not this is 
should not be something that you do on two Sundays and then uh, you realize that it's not possible to to uh, be consistent in in that production. So eh, it's these and these are very fresh ideas, and I can only share that here on the walk because this is kind of my laboratory. <laughs> this is where I I uh, I give you a, a peek inside my mind, and uh, it's sometimes by talking about it on the walk that I find new ideas or that I can think uh, things through. Um, so uh, that's 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 another thing. Then of course the other work that I do for television right now in the current situation it also needs to be done and fortunately we've been working really hard over the summer so a lot of it has been filmed and uh, currently is being edited but it still will uh, require a bit of work so we also need to very carefully plan that so it won't overshadow plan B there's a white horse hi a big white horse passing me by here on the left um, this is actually a horse track where I'm walking. The, um, so I, I'm so grateful that uh, one of the things that I've mastered over the years, well, not perfect, but I've definitely, um, I'm, I'm much more able to do this well, is to plan um, to, and not to overload my days and to keep things in balance, um, to allow myself also to, to go for a walk and to relax and gather energy instead of just working in all directions. Um, so I'm confident that with good planning, I can pull this off. Um, then there is something else that I was thinking of just a minute ago. What was it? Got distracted by the horse. <laughs> um, well, oh yeah, of course. It's not just um, finding uh, partners for this plan and... Uh, and organizing the, 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 the foundation, the financial foundation, the organizational foundation for this. But it's also um, explaining this to the people that I work with and the, and the people that I work for. Um, think of my bishop, for instance. As a priest, I'm always working in the name of, on behalf of my bishop. So I'll have to communicate to him and to his staff what this plan will entail. How I'm, uh, uh, how I'll go about doing this. It also will have to be a plan that he can agree with, and that the people that I work with are people that he would work with. And that's always, that's always, um, it's an important and and sometimes difficult uh, aspect of the work, because you can't really explain everything. Um, a lot of it is still in development, and at the same time, you still need to, in a certain way, sell it to the people that you need to back it. Um, and in this case, I, I, uh, because this is Catholic programs or a Catholic channel for Catholics, and it's got a very mm, pronounced Catholic identity, I want to make sure that um, the people that I work with whether that's the people from the staff of my bishop or my diocese, also my colleagues in the world of traditional television and radio, that they understand that this is um, something that is not going to be in their way, but it is, um, it's creating something new that wasn't there and that no one else is offering. And so, for instance, I've told you, if you're 
been a long time listener about um, the whole evolution of Tridio and how in the beginning phase of Tridio I was in talks with the bishops of my country to do this together and to you know let Tridio be this organization that could help the bishops reach out through social media. In the end, after lots of very intensive talks, they've decided to uh, organize it themselves and take some of those ideas and uh, start up a YouTube channel. And so every every few weeks, there's a new video um, that they produce, and it covers a wide range of topics. It's sometimes an event or a religious procession. Sometimes it's smaller personal interviews with people. Sometimes it's a bit of church history. So it's a, it's a wide range of topics. The, the thing that I, I kind of miss in that initiative is, um, first of all, the, the, the storytelling. It's very much like, this is what's happening, um, and we're doing two, three interviews, we'll show you some images, and that's it. But there is no, uh, there is no budget, and I think also not enough experience to do what I think makes the message so strong, and that is tell a good story, get people involved emotionally. Uh, uh, faith is all about the heart and not just the brain. It's not just about the intellect and understanding. It's also about feeling and getting touched and getting inspired and motivated and and converted in a certain way, changed. You want You want to bring about change, and that's not just something you can do with... Uh, 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 with reports or with, um, uh, let's say, uh, an item uh, or news uh, news items. So storytelling is something that I want to focus on uh, very much. The second aspect that I think differentiates differentiates it from from other initiatives is uh, that we are trying to work together with a lot of different partners that are doing a part of the, or, or, or are working in the field of the Catholic Church, but in very different areas. And I want to paint a, a broad picture of what Catholicism means in our country and for our culture. Um, it, there is so much to be proud of. There is so much to, uh, that can really help our society and inspire people. And I want to show that. And that's also uh, this, this, this broad range of things that, uh, that, that, that I want to visualize in this new channel is something you can't do uh, w- if you're just one Catholic organization or, or the Bishop's Conference. That they, it's too limited. The, um, the, I'm thinking of a, the other thing that I think we could add to the picture is our a huge experience with the social media and how to um, make content go viral and, and uh, reach large audiences and to get that Catholic message in the viewfinder of uh, not just Catholics, but beyond that as well. And I think uh, an example is uh, what we did with Lego. Um, the uh, uh, little explanation videos that we did about Pentecost and Easter and uh, other Catholic uh, events have been incredibly successful um, in, uh, and with, with an audience that is not necessarily Catholic. And so 
and there are many other things that I think we can do to be more creative with the way in which we are distributing the content that we will make. Um, community building, that's another one that I think we're very good at. It's creating this back and forth, like live streaming, for instance. I think it is going to be vital in this plan to have a direct contact with your audience. The fact that I've been live streaming my podcasts for Tridio for so many years now really determines the way I speak to my audience because the audience is there, part at least a delegation of that audience is there live in the chat room and they can ask me questions and I have the after show for patrons that um, uh, where, where I can actually answer those questions and, and learn from the suggestions and I think that is something that we can also bring to the table when we're, uh, we're building up this plan B and a community around it. And then over time, I think what we can do is uh, scale it up. Scale it up in terms of content, scale it up in terms of audiences. Because we're not working with traditional channels where you're always fighting with the competition on the, on the other channels. It's all, you know, television is hit or miss, literally. If you hit your, the, 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 the viewers that are in front of their television at that very moment... You'll have them, they'll see what you made. If they are in, stuck in traffic or it's uh, sunny outside and they are not sitting in front of their television, you miss them. Plus, you miss all the people that are at work because my program is aired in the afternoon. All of that falls away when you go on demand and when you focus on the new channels that the people are using. And I think the uh, unique... Uh, unique selling point in a way of this plan B is that there is not nothing else so if people are interested in this Catholic content oh, lots of kids here on bikes passing me by um, if people are looking for Catholic content I want them to find plan B I want them to find this content and so I think that for both countries for both for Belgium and for the Netherlands um, this can be something that uh, compensates for, uh, for, a, for a hole that is basically there in the media landscape. So just those are just a few things that are on my plate for the next couple of months. And I want to set it up in such a way that it doesn't endanger, but on the contrary, strengthens the overall mission of Tridio Media. And uh, I'm, for instance, very excited that we are expanding the people that we work with so that we can have more people editing programs at the same time um, that we now know who we, can, we, who we can hire for animations, for instance. Um, that we have Martin who's doing, uh, who's building up, that's another big project or bis- big aspect of this plan, is building up the, the, the customer relation management system, the CRM. Um, um, you know, customer is kind of a bad word in a certain way because we're, we're a non-profit organization. But it is basically building up a, a communications with the people that are part of your community. So relationship management, um, better communication with the people that support us and sponsor us, all that is something I don't have to worry about. Martin takes care of that. Uh, for all the, for the, the technical aspects of this, but also in increasingly the the um, communication 
of our video content in small portions, so uh, turning pillar content into smaller bits and, and bite-sized pieces, something that Inga can take care of. And she knows her, her technology and works with, uh, with Chris uh, Wiegman also is helping us with uh, the, the websites. Um, our foundation is so, so much stronger than it has ever been. And that fills me with hope. And so the, this feeling that I had of, uh, you know, a bit of desperation, and it's like, ah, oh, everything is falling apart, is while I'm talking, while I'm walking here, already being replaced by hope, enthusiasm, creativity. And I think the, the main thing that I need to do is to keep focus, to keep it small, to uh, prevent my head from exploding <laughs> into billions and billions of uh, little stars of bright ideas that I will chase. Uh, it's all about um, working from the, 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 these big decisions. Who's my, what is my target audience? What is the deadline? What do we need? And what will we make? And if that is clear, to work hard until it is in place. And I am absolutely 100% convinced that on the basis of what we've built up over these past five years, I think, that we've been working on Tridio. Um, I should think, I think we started in 2015. I'm not sure. So it's, it's not even five years. It's uh, not even four years. But that what we've put in place is a solid foundation for this to, to happen uh, and to be possible. And that is something to be very grateful for. So there you go. Hopefully this wasn't too boring <laughs> because a lot of it is uh, is still, you know, in my mind and I can't be too specific. But it's, this is this is a big thing for me going on right now, and uh, and hopefully I'll be able to keep my balance <laughs> in all this, and uh, hopefully you'll you'll. Um, provide me with feedback and especially I would like to ask you for if you have time for a little prayer for this because even though this is only a, it's a plan that, that is going to be important for this very small region on the planet Earth where people speak Dutch um, it's still it, to me it's very important this is about ultimately making sure that our two countries stay Catholic that there is a Catholic presence in our society that helps the culture, that helps people uh, in our society to find beauty and truth and love and, uh, and will lead them to God. And, and that is something that I feel is my core mission. That's why I've been put on this earth. But I can't do that without the support of people that pray for this. And so hopefully you'll, you'll think of uh, our small countries in your prayers and uh, ask God and the saints to uh, <laughs> to lend a helping hand because this is not something we can only do on our own strength. Thank you so much and I will talk to you soon. Take care and God bless.